0: Today we'll be reviewing Monster Hunter and discussing overcoming language barriers. What up, what up, listeners, and welcome to Rice Asian Movies Podcast, where each week we review an Asian led film and debate a cultural topic that stems from the movie's themes. I'm your host, Vong Show, official spokesperson for gay, super cute Asians. And on our show, we've got Veronica Antipolo. Hello, and Leonard Chan. <laughs> Ahoy hoy! hoy. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so before we jump into our episode, let's head on over to Veronica. And uh, Veronica, what was the most memorable part of your week?
1: Well, spontaneously, um, (laughs) 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 Thursday I had a nail-biting... I was just anxiously waiting to hear what was going to happen in Toronto for this lockdown restriction situation, because the teacher sent uh, my daughter home with everything, indoor shoes, everything. So I got a little scared that we were not ever going back to school. Actually, that's still a possibility. Um, But I I can't, I can't do this again with, with her alone. I can't, not for the next few months.
2: (laughs) Mm, mm, your fault mm. your fault for having kids man you should I not know. have done that
1: i know like i said plan- <laughs> a
2: terrible terrible life decision terrible you know like you ever play uh the game of life you remember that game that board game uh-huh. i'm
1: playing it right yeah, now Yeah,
2: i remember like <laughs> yeah but be like in the but the, it was a silly game right because in the game you win by getting children but I'm in the winning. actual game of life that is how you lose no i'm that not is how winning you lose.
1: yeah and every time i play that game i always Take those little peg babies and they pile up in the car. I, yeah. I don't win there either. Yes, I know, I know. Plan B d- is not a hundred percent effective because she's well, plan, a plan B
2: should not be your. It should not be your Plan A, you <laughs> know, right? Like Plan B should—that's they call it Plan B for a reason. You know, Plan A: abstinence. My friend. abstinence. Oh,
1: that's what that stands. Just
0: never have sex again. Oh, God. Solid. Yeah. Oh Lord. <laughs> and. uh... And uh, how about you, Leonard? What was the most memorable
2: part of your week? Ah, well, I didn't have any sex. I didn't have any kids. So that was great. Uh, (laughs) Love that. I got sleep. I slept. It was was nice. You know, I've been working like the last three months. I've been working like 16 hours a day for Mm. three months. And I just needed the rest, even though I don't know how to relax. Uh, (laughs) Like the last time I did my run of 22 minutes, my wife took me to the spa and I sat in a heated pool wrong and uh, I came away with a neck crimp for a week. I literally don't know how to relax. It's messed up.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah, I I hold all of my tension as well around my neck area and I the best purchase in my life was right before I left like my um corporate job, which was the last time I felt I would ever actually have money um to become a full-time comedian. I bought like, you know, one of those crazy expensive um Japanese massage chairs. Nice. Yeah, and they are a godsend. Yeah. yeah, the the chair I'm sitting on right now is a massage chair. Oh, mm. they're so useful, so much better than humans because yeah. like they yeah. never get tired. That's yeah. this oh, is, this is rubbing my butt right now.
1: Yeah, that's what I should have got instead of anything. <laughs> but there's also like- a hu- there's also
0: a human
2: under here. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, teach your kids to ma- teach your kids to massage you.
1: I your tried. tiny Little hands. I tried.
0: Well, you know, that's a very, like, Laos and Thai thing of, like, you know, like, the Thai massage, like, the foot massage and all that, where you, like, get on to somebody's back and um, massage them with your feet. All all children are taught that. And you have to do it on your parents. And, like, I know when you go to, like, a Thai massage parlor, like, they have to hold on to, like... Yeah, a rail so that not all their body pressure is on you. That's because it was designed for children to do it. And children oh, don't have to yeah. hold on to anything because they're the proper weight.
1: Oh, so, man. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, let me call my daughter. I went, I went
0: to Thailand.
2: <laughs> I went I went to Thailand and I got a massage and like from a legit place. Just, just so I'm like for relaxation, like no happy endings. <laughs> it was like a legit Thai massage. Uh, <laughs> I just want to be clear and uh and yeah like at some point like they were just bending me in ways that i was like why i can see my ankles like why shouldn't i'm on my front i can see my ankles i shouldn't be able to see my ankles and i was just like i like i will give you any information you want if you'll leave me alone like it was like i was so disappointed in myself because i was like oh my god if we ever went to war and i was a prison i was captured i would give up all the information like there's no way i would stand up to torture i can't even stand up to like just like massage Oh, oh that Lord. wasn't relaxing
1: for you being twisted up like a pretzel?
2: <laughs> oh my god, it hurts so much. And this little like Thai lady was just like laughing at me. She's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god, oh my god.
0: Oh goodness. You're cute. Goodness. I um, mean, so uh my most memorable thing, it was so stupid because so each day I do like um uh right before lunchtime I do like a five kilometer walk and to zone out I put on one song on repeat usually like a really catchy song so then my mind just sort of like erases it and it's just sort of um in my brain and I'm walking down the street and I just kept finding like there are so many ambulances like what is going on and then it was honestly is 45 minutes in until I realized the ambulance sound was in the song. <laughs> and I was like, it, it was actually, it, um, it was the, the, the Alessia Cara song wild, um, wild things. And I was, this is how stupid I am. I kept thinking, I I thought I was like, this ambulance is following me. It was like every three minutes, there's another ambulance. And it literally took me 45 minutes to figure out, Wait a minute, it's at the same time on this goddamn song. So that was the most memorable part of my week, which is <laughs> completely sad. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, let's jump into the actual movie review. And this week's featured movie is Monster Hunter. And Monster Hunter is about uh, Lieutenant Artemis and her loyal soldiers who are transported to a new world um, where they engage in a desperate battle for survival against enormous enemies with incredible powers. Uh, It's directed by Paul W.S. Anderson and starring his wife and often collaborator Mila Jovovich as Artemis and Tony Jaw as well, he doesn't have a name, so he just credited it as The Hunter. <laughs> um, uh, the movie is based on the hit video game series by Capcom. Um, it is such a huge game. It's much bigger in Japan than in, in North America. But um, I think the last uh, version of it, Monster Hunter World, sold like the most ever for the franchise. So it is really starting to gain traction. And the new version, Monster Hunter Rise, just released on Nintendo Switch, I think, last week. So this uh, franchise is pretty major. It, it's, uh, it's published by Capcom who is the same video game publisher for the Resident Evil series, which was also successfully adapted by Paul W.S. Anderson and starring his wife, Mila Jovovich. So they're trying to see if a lightning can strike twice. And that'll be our first question. Uh, so let's get uh, let's get uh, Leonard's non-spoiler reactions. And does lightning strike twice? Is this successful? <laughs> um... <laughs>
2: Well, if you like big, horrible CGI monsters and action sequences, then it's okay <laughs> of a movie. Like, but if you like logic <laughs> and I don't know, sense and plot and story <laughs> and character development and anything that. Mm makes a movie a movie then i don't know maybe this isn't for you but um i mean the cgi monsters are pretty good uh, if you if, i mean if you just like watching a movie and going wow that probably cost a lot of money then, <laughs> then yeah. uh i mean they didn't pay anybody to write this thing They uh, <laughs> didn't pay a writer all mm. the all the money went into monsters, uh, but that's fine. If that's, I mean, because that's what the movie is. That's what it's supposed to be. That's fine. Mm. It just made no sense. So many things made no sense. You know, just I don't, I don't know. <laughs> is it a spoiler to say there's a giant desert monster? Is that a spoiler? No, I think anything no. in the trailer
0: is not considered a
2: spoiler. Okay, so there's this giant desert monster, and it's like what? It's huge in the middle of a desert, which is empty for miles. What the fuck is this thing eating? Okay. To get that big. (laughs) Just from a biological standpoint, I was like, what is it eating? Every, like, yeah. So it relies on, like, every now and then, soldiers get transported there (laughs) from another world, and that's its entire meal for, like, a millennia. It makes no sense. It's like tremors on steroids. And then there's, like, it's just nuts. It's just so many things, so many questions. That I mean, during the spoilers, I'm just gonna release a barrage of like, why did any of this happen?
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, definitely looking forward to uh, to Leonard's uh, writer's breakdown of. The- oh, this is not even a writer. I don't
2: have to. You know, you don't. You don't have to be a writer like to think this. You just have to be a rational human. <laughs> It just has like just a modicum of of uh, I don't know, just thought, just critical thought. I mean, like, but again, I think this is this is on me. This is on me for trying to apply critical thought mm. to Monster
1: Hunter. Yeah.
2: So I mean, this is not. It's not. It's, your it's fault. not meant to be. It is my fault. It's not meant <laughs> to be criticized this deeply. It's not like, you know, it's, it'd be like if I was like, oh yeah, let's let's try to analyze transformers <laughs> try to be like let's what is the social uh messaging behind transformers what were they trying to say
1: it's more than meets the eye
2: <laughs> Oh, see. i mean it is i feel like transformers is like one of the most incredible art films proving the complete un, like the lack of necessity of story
1: and it had megan fox
0: And it had Megan Fox. (laughs) Megan Fox washing cars. Even as a gay man, I can appreciate Megan Fox washing a car. Yeah, Uh, even though she's got toe thumbs. Oh, yes, she does. Well, that just makes it all the more realistic that she could be a mechanic. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome.
2: I think Megan Fox is a more believable mechanic than Denise Richards is a nuclear physicist.
1: Oh, for sure. I think we can agree on that. Yes, hands down. Thumbs
0: uh, down. Yeah, and uh, thumbs you, down. <laughs> a, a, you know what's surprising is uh, Mila Jovovich. Uh, speaking of believable characters, has somehow carved out this niche as a believable action heroine. She's done quite That's a quite a true. few movies, and she's before being an actor, she was a model, and she went from modeling to uh, kicking ass. I oh. remember her from yeah. her model days. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, she was so like young. this was
2: like. <laughs> She was so yeah. I remember like what was the first real movie? Like Fifth Element
1: was that? No, the, Blue like the first Lagoon. one where I really
2: like was like, Oh, she
1: was Blue, in Blue Lago- Lagoon. Wait, was that? She, wasn't oh, she? Yeah. In the,
2: yeah, she was in the yeah, remake yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah,
1: she's in the remake. Yeah, I went
2: to that island by the way, the Blue Lagoon Island.
1: Oh, oh. but yeah,
2: no, I remember. I remember Fifth Element, like the toilet paper costume, and then she was <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Li Lilu Lilu. was her name, but the full name: the liminai lakalatiba lamana chai Sabat. What? <laughs> Which in, uh, yeah, they made up a full language for Fifth Element.
1: But like they actually got linguists that? and they
2: made up another language. Mm. I don't know. I just remember stupid things. Uh, but also, but just so you know, in the divine language that director Luc Besson invented, l'illumina uh, la creativa lamina chai sedat means uh, precious stone of the earth, defender of light and life, the honorable. Okay, oh, wow! there you go. That little, sounds little, like a little tattoo. random Mila Jovovich fifth element. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just. Yeah. There you go. Th- yeah. There you go. That's my um. new tramp stamp. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, we can, this will be a good, uh, we can bring this back later when we talk about like language and communication, because I think they invented a language for, I mean, they didn't really invent much of a language for this one, but <laughs> for, for Monster Hunter, but. <laughs> <laughs> <he tried. laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> chocolate. Yeah. No, yeah. That's it, that's <laughs> <right>. <laughs>
0: Okay, and uh, Veronica, what what are your uh, non-spoiler impressions of Monster Hunter?
1: Leonard's review distracted me so much. Uh, You know what? I must be in a better mood in the mornings because I watch this first thing in the morning, like at 8 a.m., and I was like, eh, not half bad. But also, too, you must take my review with a grain of salt because anytime there's a woman who's like the protagonist and like very action-y and very like she's gonna fight all the monsters i'm into it because terminator 2 when i watched that all of a sudden i was like let's work out let's go to prison and work out so i mean i don't know maybe i would yeah. be fighting some let's monsters I, 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 <laughs> but yeah i i mean okay i only liked half of it i started to to drop off once it start, got to the other monsters i was like okay this feels now like they're trying to bring Jurassic Park in. I don't know what was happening. But I mean, no, I... I so were you like, it's
2: it's monster hunter, not monsters hunter. Come on.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I thought there was just one. And I too, I didn't... That was an insect I, that was in the desert. So I felt like insects are Wait, everywhere. Wait, though, the
2: big thing was a lizard, wasn't oh, it? Oh, I there don't was know. was the spiders.
1: Yeah. And then there was the
2: big lizard, weird dinosaur thingy.
1: Yeah. And then I, I, there was a dragon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think I was just, honestly, this review is probably very skewed because I thought there were just a bunch of good-looking people in it. Mila, how do you say her name? Whatever. Um, Yeah, Megan Good, Tony Jaw. They were all like, you know what? That's what it was. I just like looking at the pretty people. Beating up monsters. That's, so yeah, watch it. If you like pretty people, have it with some coffee. That's how I enjoyed it. I had a great time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I would say the movie, you know if if it's on netflix at some point for free to stream sure you know i think it's it's a good waste of a couple hours if you're already subscribed to a streaming service i don't think you should like go out to theaters or pay even the 5.99 rental fee for this movie but i will say that it is a similar quality to the Resident Evil movies. So if you enjoyed those, it's kind of along the same lines. I was actually quite surprised at the special effects, especially for the monsters for such a low budget movie. They, you know, like I think Leonard's right. They put all the money into the monsters and not into the writing because the monsters were keepably done for... Yeah, they were
2: really well done. Like I am I was actually impressed with the CGI. I just wasn't mm. impressed with <laughs> literally anything else. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the, the other thing is, you know, I felt like the heart of this movie was supposed to be, you know, the banter between uh, Tony Jaw and 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 Mila Jovovich, um, and I don't think they quite got there. I think uh, it didn't. <laughs> I mean, we use really... the term banter real loosely.
2: <laughs> ba- banter suggests that they both speak the same language. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, they were they were trying to communicate. It was supposed to be cutesy. I guess you know I like that they didn't throw in like some random romance, oh, which, which is mm. thank goodness. Yeah, um, yeah I would hated that. And you know I, it, it's a bit it's a bit tough because I've always been meaning to play the video game. Um, I've started several versions like on on PSP and on. Uh, my Nintendo DS, and I just never really super got into it. So I wish I could have a better representation of of saying if this would be enjoyable for somebody who played the actual games. Like we, like our recent um, review of Mortal Kombat, we were able to give, you know, a bit more of like from you know, somebody who likes the video games. And for Resident Evil as well, I really play that game. So this one, I don't have quite that same affinity to it. So um, I'm not sure if that would help carry yeah. um, carry the movie a little bit more. But I would say it's, it's passable if it's on a streaming service that you're already paying for. <laughs> yeah, which by the way, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson also directed Mortal Kombat. Oh, there you oh. go. Yeah. There you go. It's,
2: um, Interesting. And event and event horizon, which is ah. which, well,
0: it's I a love cult movie event
2: now. horizon. Yeah, yeah. And it, like, here's the thing about event horizon is that like, uh, it it was supposed to come out later, but then because Titanic was delayed so much, they were like, you have to put this out now. And then they had to like edit it weird and whatever. And then they put it out, and then of course it like didn't turn out as good as it could. And everybody's like, and and also it's like, uh, it's supposed to be kind of like it kind of feels like a prequel to Warhammer Forty Thousand if you play any Uh, of that. I I don't know
1: what you guys are talking about. Okay,
2: (laughs) but. uh, and then after it was released and they got this like kind of cult following, uh, they were like, Hey, Paul, do you wanna like do the cut the way it was meant to be? And then they were like, he was like, No, I like lost or deleted all the extra footage. So
1: oh they no, like, So that was it. So, <laughs> so the <you laughs> movie go. is what it is. So wait a minute. So the CGI was the best in this movie where his wife was. Does that mean he saved the money by not paying his wife <laughs> to put more money in the CGI? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs>
0: hmm. i pretty sure I, she got paid <laughs> yeah i'd imagine she's she's it's, the it's like quote a quote-unquote main draw yeah here so also
2: as you know also uh the guild the actors guild would not allow her to <laughs> pay for something like this
0: <laughs> um okay so a full spoiler warnings anybody who is listening now you have been warned that we are going into full spoilers of all the uh, very intricate plot details and the <laughs> character journey. So let's let's first head on over to our resident writer, Leonard Chan, on uh, you know, more more specifically what questions arose as he watched this movie. I mean, this is the thing.
2: Like, as a writer, I feel it's my job to ensure that everything tracks logically. and it bothers me whenever a movie doesn't do that like when things just happen and it's just like I don't understand why that happened I don't understand because when I write something and I'm not saying I'm successful at doing this but like this is the intent it's like I want every word to like mean something I want everything to like say what I'm trying to say with whatever it is I'm trying to write but this movie eh, I mean again it's Monster Hunter so I don't even know why I'm like dissecting it to this degree but but there were so many things that made no sense. All right, like again, like I said before, what is the giant desert monster eating? What are those spiders eating? What is like, like how does she, how is she communicating with this guy? They don't have they don't speak the same language, and yet she's communicating with this guy because we don't see any of it. But somehow they come up with very complex plans that include her being used as bait to set a trap for a giant spider and a giant desert monster. And it's like, look. This is a situation where any level of miscommunication would be disastrous. And it's like, how does she know to just stand there and not get eaten by a spider? And it's like, it's so fucked up. And then also like, uh, like she like and all like he brings her back to the hideout like and all they do is fight. It's like, what was the point of any of that? You know, like he tried to save them in the beginning and then like and then oh my god and then when the other people show up it's like help us with our mission it's like what mission i don't know what mission this is and then she (laughs) reappears on earth is immediately found by a search team immediately (laughs) like it's like how did they know and then there's and then there's an entire group of people like trying to fight this like this dragon shows up destroys tanks helicopters satellite planes breathes fire and then she's just fighting it with knives She's, like, standing in front of it just, like, hitting it on the <laughs> beach. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Says, and, and I love this part, is that, like, they had to mention three times it's most vulnerable before it breathes fire. <laughs> they, they mentioned it three times, right? Like, just in case the audience is super stupid, which, I don't know, maybe that actually probably was a correct decision. But <laughs> it just made no sense. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it made no sense. Oh. Like, yeah. why did she leave the tent in the desert? It seems like that would have been useful. <laughs> <laughs> is that a single-use true. tent? true. <laughs> like, that's the only true. thing that I was like, this is great, is the cat
0: chef. And I was like, all right, there's a, there's a human cat Oh, yeah. Thing. Oh, yes. That's, the palico. Uh, that's cool. the, the that was goat. very odd. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely a piece of fan service. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's your cat companion in the game that actually yes. comes out and fights on hunts with you. What? Um, I will say, so now that we're in the spoiler section, I can mention to people, the monsters that they, that show up. So they feature the, the, uh, Diablos and the Rathalos and the Rathalos, um, is basically the um, the signature monster for the video game series basically um, the Nursula were the spiders but people are saying those are not accurate because in the video game the Nursulas are like the same size as the rathalos they're like huge. And then the finale was uh, featured the Gore Magala, which is a the Blind Dragon, and that's that's one pet peeve I had. And this is very reminiscent of Paul W S Anderson and the Resident Evil series, is like ending on a cliffhanger. For (laughs) I was like, why, why? (laughs) Well, because clearly we all
2: want a sequel to
0: this. Yeah,
1: there was no cliff to hang from. Like it was. (laughs) I mean, I was fine with it just on its own. I. Those, yeah, names I, I more, <laughs> those names are way more. Those names are way more intimidating than the actual monsters.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I, I don't know. I, I I didn't I didn't like how they ended it. Uh, one question I, I I have for our resident writer uh, Leonard here is um, one thing I didn't like about this movie is something I find a lot of movies do, and I don't. I don't know is it like something they teach people in writing school of like you have to introduce a new world by bringing in like a clueless newbie person so that somebody can explain to them and I like I really I think my biggest pet peeve of the movie is the fact that they didn't just set a movie in the Monster Hunter world they had to bring people from real life world to transport into there to make it more relatable but this is a series that has like stories and RPGs and spinoffs. Like there's a rich history, and you don't need to bring in some random army girl from the U.S. to make it make sense. Like there's a whole world here. It'd be like if Lord of the Rings opened with like you know some army ranger jumping in because <laughs> it's I don't understand. Like like why do I see this so often, Leonard? Why do writers do this? They don't understand.
2: Uh, okay, so usually. When it's a sci-fi, fantasy, any world which is not analogous to our world, actually anything really, like any, any, because when you're first writing, you have to like set up the universe, the rules of the universe that you're in. Uh, this was done very clunkily. Uh, there are better ways to do it, um, and often now, like opening scenes, it used to be a lot like slower. I don't know if you saw like Raiders of the Lost Ark and stuff like that, and it was like a little bit slower. Uh, but nowadays, like opening scenes are almost even more like a puzzle where it's like, well, weird things are happening and we don't know exactly what, but then it gives you like an idea of like what the difficulty level of this movie is going to be. And it's like, uh, you know, and then it's just kind of giving you a taste of what's supposed to happen. And so if it's a sci-fi world, you got like, it's, it's the best thing to do, like, I mean, the, you, you're supposed to hide the exposition a little bit better, you know, than just putting it in somebody who doesn't know what's happening and just having them straight up asking questions. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so there ought to be a better way to do that. Uh, you know, like I think good writers hide the exposition and they disseminate that information to the audience in a way that the audience doesn't even know that they're getting information until they, they later on they're like, oh, that's information that's in my head because it was said before. Like you try to hide it in a joke, try to hide it in like, an action or something. Like if, for example, like you're in a world where gravity is upside down, just like, I don't know, just drop a thing, a ball goes up, boom, you're done, right? Easy. Mm. So, and it really comes down to like how complex the world is. I don't ever remember like, like Game of Thrones, for example, right? Like they had Mm. a lot of problems because like there's a deep, deep, deep history of like politics, all sorts of stuff that the audience had to know in order to understand the story. But you can't just have somebody just saying it to you so what they did is they they did that they just had somebody saying it to you but they had a bunch of people fucking in the background so it was just like <laughs> okay all right oh. there's something in this for me and they they actually called that
0: sex position uh, oh
2: there
1: you <laughs> go nice.
0: there you go yeah um well think thanks That's for shedding lights on uh, on on the the setup and introduction. Yeah, I had always wondered because i always seen this happen over and over. And yeah, I definitely noticed more when it's clunky, when it's literally like, hey, I'm not from this world, so please explain what the world is to me, which is basically what happened in this movie. Um, and one thing with Artemis was, you know, and I know this doesn't sound dumb because it's called Monster Hunter, but she had no like character arc. I guess she had like motivation of like, I want to get home, I guess. At least that was they it. established survival. motivation. Like it's, yeah. a,
2: it's a survival yeah. story, right? And then she kept like, I guess they tried to raise the stakes a little, like the emotional stakes, like with her having that little ring in a box, which mm. was but never, they never did anything with it at the end. <laughs> it was yeah. just, it's she has a there. ring in a box. We don't know what happened. Husband died or she's trying to get back with it. I, we don't know. It's kind of, it's actually a little bit reminiscent of, uh, gravity like with sandra bullock and her whole emotional arc except that was a little bit more teased out and i guess better well done a little even though there were a lot of questions about that movie too that did not track logically including physics which pissed me off to no end but anyways (laughs) and that one was supposed to be like scientifically accurate there's no monsters in that one so Mm. whatever that's a whole different (laughs) podcast but like yeah um uh, yeah i mean yeah they, they just set up things and they didn't answer them and then they like it just ma- there's a lot of things that just made no sense,
0: yeah. So, so, moving on to basically the only other character in the movie. Well, the only other one that mattered. I, I did like that they killed all those people off at the beginning, so I was like, I don't yeah. like any of them. So, they were <laughs> oh, the other army rangers, yeah, getting killed by monsters. I was like, okay, this is kind of fun, um, yeah. let's, let's- and they got to show how dangerous the world is, right? Like, so you yeah. got to kill people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you know, Tony Jaw's character. I actually thought Tony Jaw did a really good job in this movie, considering what he was given. You know, <laughs> it was a more of a physical role. He wasn't even given a name. Um, he had to recite some like made-up language. Wait, wait, yeah, hold on a yeah, second. Has yeah. Tony Jaw like ever not done a physical role? Isn't that like his entire career? <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, pretty much. They gave
1: him a ponytail. That's what they gave him. A tiny little <laughs> yeah. ponytail.
0: Yeah, and I will agree with Veronica. Tony Jaw looked very hot in this he movie. He did, so, right? Good, good job on the stylist.
1: See? Um,
0: And uh, I will say, like, it, they at least attempted to give him a little bit more of a backstory of, like, his family got killed, so mm-hmm. that's... That's it was a little attempt, um, and he's religious or he prays to stuff. So that's kind of like a character trait. Like they 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 almost went there, Um, and then yeah, the banter between the two of them was fun. Um, You know, like like I said, I'm trying to put my mind. In like with somebody who loves the game because you know like when we when we reviewed Mortal Kombat like it was like equally dumb but I was like but I didn't care I wanted to see certain things and they delivered those things so I was like you know as somebody who likes the game you know I I thought the monsters were great um, they showed off like a big thing with the game is like the fighting styles and the weapons and they showed those off really well you know they showed the Palico cat. Um, So I'm just thinking if I'm like, you know, a younger kid who just really liked it and I wanted to see what I like in the game brought to film, I think they accomplished a lot of that. I just wish they didn't have to do it by bringing in some random Americans, because if I love the game, I would be like, uh, you know, the story is good enough on its own. You don't have to give me like these random interdimensional traveler kind of stuff. That's more my pet peeve. Uh, let's let's wrap up with Veronica. What what are your uh, what are your big spoilery thoughts that you couldn't give us during your initial reaction?
1: Yeah, is there anything to spoil for this movie? <laughs> now I feel like I'm being hard on it because I'm so easily influenced. Obviously, and we know we know my track record. If there's enough good looking, there's like enough good looking people, I will just focus on that. So <laughs> Um, there were enough good looking people that I was focused on that. I was the talking Tom cat because it looked like that game that everyone plays talking Tom. Um, I didn't understand like what that was, but I've never played the video game. So I thought everything just had to do with like this homage to this video game, but I didn't understand really what was going on. So I just thought they just wanted to show everyone what was going to happen when you played the game. Like I said, I, I'm i a lot easier in the morning. Take that any way you want. Um, <laughs> so Especially I was in the morning. Like, I, was, I was fine. I was like, okay, this is not really anything deep. But I wasn't expecting anything. I kind of liked um, seeing Ron Perlman just because I'm used oh, to yeah. seeing. Oh, yeah. Right? He was in there. See, <laughs> forgettable. So I know. It was so forgettable. <laughs> he was there in that weird Jurassic Park scene. I... I actually paused it, went to go get coffee, and I was like, wait a minute, am I, am I watching Jurassic Park? What's happening? Why are there dinosaurs in this movie now? And then that last part, it felt like every time I came back, I was watching a different movie because it didn't mm. it didn't feel all the same. But despite all that, I still was like, yeah, you know what? I, I mean... <laughs> Why did I like it so much? I don't know. I, maybe it was the morning thing. I, I can't really tell you. It's also, too, I do have an affinity for whenever there's a strong uh, female lead who's fighting and running and stabbing. And I have a lot of issues.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why? What do you mean you have issues? You like?
1: Uh... <laughs> i like, get that no. monster. Yeah. I mean, no, I, it was okay. You just like stabbing. Yeah, what is the monster?
2: Like, what is the monster for you? What is what is your monster?
1: What does it represent? What are you
2: trying to stab?
1: I apparently a dry insect. Your, a dry what is, insect. What
2: is what is your Rathalos? What is what is your Rathalos?
1: <laughs> oh I, well, Yeah, yeah. The there were, the product placement wasn't very subtle. That's one thing that Hershey's um, chocolate bar <sighs> that was just dropped in there oh, for oh, Hershey's. What, was that what it was? I don't even remember what it was. I was like, "That's not yeah, very yeah. subtle it, at I'm all." Yeah, yeah, sure it was Hershey's.
2: Hershey's. That, yeah, that, yeah. That's how it worked. That's how much <laughs> it worked. I was like, "Ooh, Hershey's."
1: Yeah,
2: uh, <laughs> was- you, could you imagine? She's like super thirsty, and all of a sudden, he's like just like a Coke. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> and, I, and all I could all I could think about at that part was she had that chocolate bar in her pocket the whole time. She like all of her team got killed, but she managed to keep that chocolate yeah. halfway through the movie. To pull it out and give it to um Tony
2: In a John. desert. In a in, desert. In like a blindingly, a blindingly hot desert. Like there yeah. was no way that was still solid chocolate. Yes. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no exactly. Way. exactly. In her pocket
2: in a blindingly hot desert. Yeah. When she had just been like setting things on fire.
1: That's what, that's exactly, exactly. <laughs> Literally <laughs> like. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. And then they had the part oh. in the cave where they started to, it felt like they were starting to, um, to become friends. Like they started to sort of, playfully fight but that i thought but you're going you're talking to him but he's not understanding you it, i don't know i still liked it though what can i say that's all you have to do no, you, you just have what? to be good looking
0: yeah, you know there were some enjoyable. I can see some people liking. I don't think it was like a totally worthless movie. I there they. I do think they hit some good points. Just as Leonard said, those good points were not writing, but <laughs> sometimes. There's reasons to like a movie outside of writing, so you know you they, they definitely got you know some things right, and uh, and you know uh, we'll we'll be back after a very a brief um, break, and after the break we will dive into the heavy themes from this movie, and uh, this week's theme is overcoming language barriers. <laughs> Hey, welcome back from our very brief uh, break. Now we're going to talk about uh, a cultural theme that came out of the movie Monster Hunter. And this week's theme is overcoming language barriers. Now, uh, first, let's head on over to Leonard and... uh, our debate question is: Was there a time in your life where you had to overcome a language barrier, uh, specifically if it's communicating with somebody who spoke a different language, or were you ever in a foreign country where you didn't speak the language? Um, yeah, no, I've been in foreign countries where I didn't
2: speak the language. I lived in Quebec for a while, uh, <laughs> 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 although I do speak a little French. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, like I've traveled a lot, so it's like it's. You know, I think a lot of it is, a lot of like, is like trying to order food Mm. or, Mm. you know, trying to buy something or whatever, Um, you know, trying to, trying to get laid.
0: Uh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think there's universal sign language for that.
0: (laughs) And and just a quick question. What, What languages do you speak? Like, would you be able to like survive in, in like mainland China? mainland china no because i don't speak mandarin but like i speak
2: cantonese so if i was in hong kong i'm Ah. fine and i speak uh english presumably and i speak enough french that i could probably
0: not get killed (laughs) but that's about it Uh, that's all you need yeah it's interesting for me like my main um You know, my main experience is having overcome language barriers is actually uh, I do like international gay sporting events. And so there's people from like all over the world, sometimes as many as like 80 countries. It's, you know, so next year the Gay Olympics are in Hong Kong and it's expected like 12,000 athletes from 80 countries. And I didn't really have much appreciation for having to like communicate with people who literally don't speak the same language until you're in a room of like, you know. Like hot gay men from around the world and you're like, oh shit, I really want to learn Danish for some reason. I really want to learn Spanish. I want to learn Japanese. There's just, you know, um, and I guess for Hong Kong, I should really learn learn Cantonese if I want to hook up with some of the locals. Um, But yeah, you know what? Um sex is a powerful motivator to uh to
2: learn new languages. Honestly, that's like I somebody told me once like if you want to learn a new language, just start having like just start having sex with somebody who doesn't speak the language that you're trying to learn. Huh. Mm. And you'll learn.
1: Interesting. I feel like it'd be the opposite for me. I'd be like, I don't want to talk to you. And that's would, would be the reason I would date someone who spoke another language, because I don't want to talk to you. Mm. Just me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh and how about you ronica did you ever have to overcome a language barrier like you were put in a situation with somebody where you had to uh solve a problem together like tony jaw and mila jovovich
1: um well when i was growing up with my grandparents they spoke a dialect that i don't even know what dialect they spoke um and i i didn't know that they were swearing because they swore frequently <laughs> Which I just thought was like, I don't know, I didn't realize they were swearing. So I remember repeating that and then just being, Shh, and I was like, oh, I didn't know what I did. Um, what I do find besides language, I didn't really have any barriers because I grew up here. I was born in Canada. So um, one thing I do find, though, is that, well, we know that I date younger men before pandemic because there's no one to date right now. Um but I, what I do find with these younger men is I don't know sometimes <laughs> what they're talking about. I don't know the slang right now. So sometimes when oh. they text me stuff <laughs> or they say stuff, I'm literally like, "Wait, are they insulting me or are they complimenting me?" And I, I just pretend I don't answer. I just leave it like on read, and then I'll I'll go and look it up, and then I'll I'll then I'll reply. I'll be like, "Oh, what thank you." What does it mean that? Yeah. Like, oh, I, thank you.
2: My vagina is on fleek. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> heart, heart eyes emoji. <laughs> I don't
2: even. I don't even think they say on fleek anymore. I'm gonna be honest.
0: I am old. No, i am no, old. They, I don't know
1: how I, what anybody
0: says. Like, uh, you know, they. I know nothing. They yeah, definitely I definitely retired either. on fleek.
1: <laughs> yes, um, uh, yeah, See, but no, so, that's that's valid, you know, that's definitely right? Definitely
0: interesting. Like the no, that's definitely valid. Like the language barrier between generations, for sure. For sure. Um, Yeah, I never thought of it that way. But once again, motivated by sex, this time with younger generations. So it seems like we are all in agreement that uh, learning languages for the purpose of sex is very effective.
1: (laughs) I didn't say I had sex with them. I didn't say I didn't either. (laughs) (laughs) Such a slow chuckle.
0: Mm. Uh, mm. Okay, well, uh I think that's a great way to to wrap up this week. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> this week. Oh yeah, but Veronica, episode. make sure
2: they wrap it up because <laughs> as we've discussed, it begins pandemic. Kids, bad,
1: bad. Oh my god! I would so wrap that it. <laughs> shit up. <laughs> Thank you, and Good night.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks to uh thanks to our panelists veronica and leonard i'm your host vong show we'll be back next week on tuesday and that's what's up
1: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you
2: do when you win like are you a fist pumper